the community podcast where Savannah and Adamsville, Tennessee meets northern Indiana and southwestern lower Michigan. Welcome to Roaring Light. Combining news and weather from news source one Michiana with great independent Christian music from Roaring Light Radio. Get ready. News and weather is next. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. A lawyer for Vice President Mike Pence discovered about a dozen documents marked as classified at Pence's Indiana home last week, and he had turned the classified records over to the FBI. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis suggested Tuesday that the special grand jury investigating Donald Trump and his allies' efforts to upend the 2020 election in Georgia has recommended multiple indictments and said her decision on whether to bring charges is imminent. Twelve countries have agreed to supply Ukraine with about 100 Leopard 2 tanks if the German government gives its consent, according to a senior Ukrainian official. Three members of the Oath Keepers and a fourth person associated with the far-right militia group were convicted of seditious conspiracy by a Washington, D.C. jury. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. Thanks for joining me on Mission Network News. I'm Ruth Kramer. After Sudan's military coup last year, civilian government is just a pipe dream. Or is it? Find out in a few moments. Then a grim anniversary is coming up for Ukraine. We'll tell you what it is and how you can be praying into it. We'll begin today in Sudan, where it's been more than a year since another military coup destroyed any hope of transitioning to civilian rule. But now, the ruling junta says it'll hand over power to a civilian-only government. Political parties began official talks with military leaders earlier this month. A believer will call Arnie manages Unfolding Words project in Sudan. Whenever uh, statements are made like this, you know, we hope and pray for the best. The practical uh, reality as these transitions are not as clean as might be presented. The 2021 coup made difficult conditions even worse in Sudan. Nearly a third of the population will need humanitarian aid this year just to survive. Well, our exposure is mostly with the refugee camps in the south. The day-to-day survival capacity of people in these camps is limited at best. A lot of times, though, this is what's opening the door for the gospel message. Life is hard. Where is their hope? Unfolding Word partners with church planting networks throughout Sudan, teaching local believers how to translate God's word into minority languages. You can find churches planted in many places where a national translation may be available, but the mother tongue translation still is not. This gives us a leverage point of using the church in that region to create its own translation. Elsewhere, a new movement of young people has stirred Sri Lanka in recent years. It's called Sri Lanka Unites. Joe Handley with Asian Access tells us. They said, why are we fighting our grandparents' war? How is this helping us? And young people across the entire nation are seeing the old approaches of polarizing uh, the society, kind of separating one ethnic group from another, was not helping them. A young man connected to Asian Access actually started the movement. And that movement was noted by the U.S. State Department several years ago as one of the top five youth movements in the world. During Sri Lanka's political upheaval last year, Sri Lanka Unites joined with churches. They took to the streets, calling for peace, justice, and change. And out of this, they are praying about starting a new political movement or party that will have better principles embedded in it. And so the gospel's advance in this nation is rather interesting, the trajectory, starting with equipping leaders for a bigger vision for society. Asian Access works with young professionals in Sri Lanka, preparing them for career ministry. Ask God to sustain this work. And one month from today, Russia's war on Ukraine will pass a grim anniversary. We get more from Eminence Katie Harth. February 24, 2023, will mark one year since Russian troops invaded Ukraine and challenged its statehood. Close to 8 million refugees fled Ukraine and 5.9 million are displaced within the country. The largest refugee wave to sweep Europe since World War II is straining resources and patience. Believers see the crisis as an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Christ. Operation Mobilization Teams in the countries around Ukraine are responding to refugee needs. They distribute food and essential supplies, coordinate housing options, and network with a wide array of volunteers to serve the needs of many. Practical needs are easy to meet, but many refugees carry emotional scars. Only Christ can heal those wounds. 
OM's country leader in Poland says, Refugees need more than a juice pack and some snacks. Anyone can provide those. What they really need is peace and a conversation to be seen as a human and listened to. Pray that the war would end soon and that justice would prevail. Help OM provide care and hope for refugees in the full report online. Katie Arth, Mission Network News. Thanks for listening to Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. We're listener supported by people just like you. So by giving to Mission Network News, you enable us to keep the stories of God's kingdom coming. So join us here on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also find us on Alexa, iTunes, or TWR360. And together, the Great Commission happens. Look for links at missionnews.org. That's missionnews.org. I'm Ruth Kramer. Happy Wednesday. Here is your dual community weather forecast through Friday. We have some serious Michiana weather to address first. Winter weather advisory remains in effect until 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This evening, what snow expected? Total snow accumulations of 3 to 6 inches. Where portions of northern Indiana and southwest Michigan. When from 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 a.m. Central Standard Time, to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time Wednesday. Impacts plan on slippery road conditions. The hazardous conditions will likely impact the morning and evening commutes. Additional detailed snow will spread quickly north early today with rapid accumulations before noon. The snow will then become lighter by late afternoon, although blowing and drifting snow in open areas is likely to persist into the evening. Additional but mostly lighter snow is expected tonight into Thursday. Precautionary preparedness action slow down and use caution while traveling. Devon Height will keep you posted today and later as a potential weekend snow is forecast on his weather podcast. Today, snow. High near 33. East wind 10 to 15 miles per hour becoming north in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 25 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 100%. Total daytime snow accumulation of 3 to 5 inches possible. Tonight snow likely, mainly after midnight. Cloudy, with a low around 29. Northwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New snow accumulation of 1 to 2 inches possible. Thursday snow likely, mainly before 1 p.m. Cloudy, with a high near 32. Northwest wind around 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New snow accumulation of 1 to 2 inches possible. Thursday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 20. Southwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Friday snow likely after 1 p.m. Cloudy, with a high near 34. Breezy, with a south wind 15 to 25 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 40 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 70%. New snow accumulation of around an inch possible. Now to Savannah, Tennessee. Today, the Wednesday morning wind advisory ends. Mostly cloudy, with a temperature falling to around 42 by 10 a.m. Windy, with a west wind 20 to 25 miles per hour, decreasing to 15 to 20 miles per hour in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 40 miles per hour. Tonight mostly cloudy, with a low around 32. West wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Thursday mostly cloudy, with a high near 40. West wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Thursday night mostly clear, with a low around 25. West wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday sunny, with a high near 51. Breezy, with a southwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, increasing to 15 to 20 miles per hour in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 30 miles per hour. Friday night mostly clear, with a low around 33. South-southwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Roaring Light Radio, 1620 AM, Savannah, Tennessee. Don't forget to follow our Facebook page also at Roaring Light Radio and listen to our morning podcast, Roaring Light. Be the light of the world. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Keep spreading the love of God to everyone, regardless of who they are and where they're from. My new song, Pass It On, is just about that. Listen to it on this station and all other indie artists right here on 1620 AM Roaring Light Radio. Have a blessed day. 
your savannah tennessee event schedule from the courier january 26 beginner line dance lesson 6 p.m 7 15 jan 2623 savannah moose lodge 195 moose lodge loop savannah cost is five dollars and class will be every thursday except december 22 january 27 family movie night 4 30 p.m 6 o'clock jan 27 23 hardin county public library 1365 pickwick street savannah movie is dc league of super pets now to miss sylvia for events Here is another positivity uplifting from Finding Joy called Forward. Don't focus on the past. You are moving forward. You have now, today, this moment. Dare. Be brave. Move. Every inch of change today will change your tomorrow. You can find more on Finding Joy by looking on FindingJoy.net or Chiming in on her Facebook page. Take care.
Looking for something fun to do during the month of February? Here is something just for you. You can attend the Harbor Habitat for Humanity Winter Gala on February 3rd. And this will take place in Darien County, Michigan. And it is in support of Small Home Big Chain. The event will be held at 6.30 p.m. at Tossie's Restaurant, located at 4337 Ridge Road in Stevensville, Michigan. Tickets are $100 each when you purchase beforehand or $125 at the door, and they will only be selling 100 tickets. This event is for guests 21 years of age or older. All the proceeds for the event will be used to build a home for a local Barron County veteran. For more information, you can head over to ABC 57's website and chime in on Harbor Habitat for Humanity host Winter Gala on February 3rd for more information. Take care and have a wonderful day. Looking for ways to support your community as well as supporting the pets? You can donate to Elkhart Humane Society and they are looking for people to help restock their pet food pantry. They are seeing an extreme increase in our community needing assistance with their pets. Pets are family and want to see them stay in their homes where they belong. This helps reduce the number of animals being surrendered to us and a family is able to remain together. Any brands of dry adult cat or adult dog food is accepted for our pet pantry. They also have links available on Amazon as well as Chewy. And they also welcome in-kind donations brought into the shelter Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Cash donations are restricted for the pet food pantry. You can contact our office the Elkhart Humane Society at elkharthumanesociety.org or give them a call at 574-475-4732. You can also drop, if you prefer to drop off, their address is 54687 Canada 19 in Bristol, Indiana. Take care and hope you get a chance to support your local animal rescue centers. Calling all African American males or anybody. The Elkhart chapter of Indiana Black Expo presents the Man Up. This will focus on the mind, body, and spirit, and it will be a mental wellness conference and health fair. And it will take place on Saturday, March 4th, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., located at the Elkhart Aquatic Center. And that is located at 200 East Jackson Boulevard in Elkhart, Indiana. There also will be free healthcare screenings and workshops. Came into my life, I've been born again. 
Joel of Heart City Church. Welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him, Five Minutes with Jesus. I was recently talking with a depressed man who was anxious about COVID, so I tried to encourage him with the fact that Elkhart cases were going down, at which point he turned to another troubling issue, and then another, and another. I interrupted him by asking, are you trusting in God? And he said, the Bible predicted all these bad things, so we know that we're in the end times. We better brace ourselves because everything was going down the tubes. And he walked away. It was a miserable conversation to have with a fellow Christian. My question is, does Jesus want us to be miserable right now? Does Jesus want us to be shedding negativity and affecting others? And the answer is no. Jesus, the Son of God, came to preach the gospel. Good news to give his followers the unique privilege of having his joy in them, as we saw in John 15, 11. Charles Spurgeon said, Those who are beloved of the Lord must be the most happy and joyful people to be found anywhere on the face of the earth. Is Spurgeon right? Are God's people supposed to be happy even if we're in horrible situations? Listen to Moses' deathbed words to Israel from Deuteronomy 33, 29. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. Do you know where Israel is when Moses is saying this? The wilderness. They've been homeless wanderers, having left a trail of carcasses in their wake for the last 40 years. And dying Moses happily declares they are the happiest people on the planet. How can he say this? It certainly can't be because of their circumstances or their accomplishments. Moses says this because of who God is for them, how God gives them the promise of a happy future, for them a land flowing with milk and honey. How much more should the church today be a happy people in our circumstances when the Father has gone to such lengths in sending His Son to the cross to bring all of us to the brink of eternal joy in heaven? The message of the Bible is not a call to spread negativity, but to rejoice in the Lord always. Tim Keller says, while other worldviews lead us to sit in the midst of life's joys, foreseeing the coming sorrows, Christianity empowers its people to sit in the midst of this world's sorrows, tasting the coming joy. Jesus does not want us to spread the plague of negativity in our community by being miserable. That's the invitation of another. 
God invites us to discover that the gospel is contagious by our being happy. So, how can we lower our negativity levels? Well, first, start seeing the smile of God resting on you even in difficult times. Studies actually show those who believe in an angry God have poor mental health. We know God is not happy with evil things going on. And yes, there is so much. But we must not conclude that God is unhappy at the core of his being. God's unhappiness is due to sin entering the world. But that is temporary because God sent Jesus to deal with this at the cross. God sees and knows a joyful future where sin will no longer be. God was happy before creation. God will be happy in glory. And he is happy right now, even if he is bringing end times judgment. And why Jesus was generally happy when he walked our world. And since whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did, 1 John 2, 6, let us also be godly by imitating our happy Savior. Let us be pushing our neighbors towards heaven with our joy. That is something we can do. What we can't do is fix all the troubling things going on in our world. So stop fixating on them. Be informed enough to pray to the one who can do something about them. And then spend your mental energy on all the good God is doing in our world right now and also on the promise of lasting pleasures. And when your mind drifts to all the problems of the world that you cannot possibly bear, remember Jesus' call in Matthew 11 to come to him when you are under the weight of the world and rest in him who can and will take up every burden we bring to him and to trust he will one day turn it all backwards, turning every agony into joy. Come to the one who has the most accessible heart in the universe and who longs to give you joy. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and opening the vast gates of your kingdom of joy to one such as I. Forgive me for taking on a yoke I cannot bear and for encouraging others to do the same. Breathe your joy and peace into me, and may I exhale the same to a world that needs it more than ever. Amen. The rest of the story. You serve dog food in a restaurant these days, you're going to go to jail, at least. But more than a century ago, there was a fellow named Ferdinand Schumacher who sold livestock food to people, for the people themselves to eat, and he got away with it. Until the newspapers discovered what Schumacher was up to. The caustic reaction echoed for months. Editorial writers, cartoonists, everybody got after him. Imagine they declared a nation of people gradually, inexplicably beginning to make barnyard animal noises. Or even acquiring barnyard animal diseases. One vehement New York Times editorial on the subject was reprinted for weeks in papers all over the country. The paper called it a gastronomical atrocity. Well, this is the rest of the story. Ferdinand Schumacher was rotund, though tiny, five feet four. Only his face was slender, his ears were too large, his hair was unruly, and his mustacheless beard neglected. But Ferdinand was a capable processor of livestock food. Ferdinand meant no harm when he started selling his barnyard fodder for human consumption. An immigrant to the United States, he sympathized much with the other immigrants who had settled in crowded cities and who were unable to afford the grand meals enjoyed daily by most Americans. You know, the traditional New England breakfast in those days was a feast. It might include salt fish and beefsteak and sausages and boiled fowl and ham and bacon padded with cornbread and sopped in gravy or jam or honey all in one meal, mind you, and with potatoes and probably mixed vegetables and topped with a fruit pie. And in the South, in the South, such meals were even larger. And on the frontier, such meals were even heartier. So Ferdinand Schumacher was determined to provide the poor urban immigrant American with a substantial breakfast, even if it were the same breakfast that the horses out back were eating. He called it Avena, A-V-E-N-A. It did not sound poisonous, Avena. And before he knew what had happened, and despite the shock and chagrin of the news media, not only poor folks, 
were eating Albina. But even the well-to-do began to enjoy it. Some were even beginning to call Avina nourishing. Now, this was more than a hundred years ago. You eat cat food today for whatever reason, people are going to feel sorry for you. But once upon a time, there was a miller named Schumacher who sold the world... The idea of eating food fit theretofore only for horses. And nobody started whinnying, as newspapers nationwide had suggested might happen. As a matter of fact, each generation of breakfasters since has happily accepted the staple for which Ferdinand Schumacher was roundly criticized. Avena. He called it Rolled Avena. It was later renamed by the Quaker Food Company Rolled Oats. Oatmeal? <laughs> That's right. Oatmeal. And now you know the rest of the story. A Bronx pastor received the President's Volunteer Service Award recently for his decades of ministry aiding persecuted Christians and others impacted in war zones worldwide. This is Truth Itself. Pastor Bill Devlin, who serves as co-pastor of Infinity Bible Church in South Bronx and runs the ministries Redeem and Widows and Orphans, was an honoree at a gala banquet at the Hilton Hotel in Melville, Long Island. The President's White House Council on Service and Civic Participation administered the award ceremony. The award honors individuals whose service impacts their communities and inspires others to take action. Devlin told the Christian Post he is grateful to God for the award, which came more than half a century after he first abandoned his ways as what he called a God-hating atheist and came to Christ. Devlin served in Vietnam until he was wounded after a bomb landed on his ship, which was located off the coast at the time. While he initially refused the Purple Heart because he still had all his limbs intact, Devlin's commanding officer insisted that he accept the honor. Following his service in Vietnam, Devlin spent a quarter century in Christian ministry in the U.S., got married, and had five children. He and his wife, Nancy, have been married for 44 years. The 70-year-old has made headlines over the years for his willingness to travel the globe to stand in solidarity and provide practical aid to Christians persecuted for their faith. Over the years, Devlin has received invitations to witness persecution in places such as Gaza, Syria, Iraq, Kenya, Sri Lanka, Ukraine, Hong Kong, Nigeria, and Jordan. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. This is being accomplished by using Dr. Woodrow Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training. Log on to trainapastor.com to see what God is doing. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. The Public News Service Show and Newscast, January the 25th, 2023. I'm Mike. We head first to Massachusetts, where advocates for higher education in the Commonwealth will gather today to collaborate on how to use revenue generated by the Fair Share Amendment now that it's officially been signed into law. Voters approved the creation of a surtax on million-dollar incomes to help pay for public education, but lawmakers must still guarantee that's how the money will be used. Femi Stoltz, Massachusetts Policy Director for You Aspire, says she hopes the funding will help lower costs for tuition and fees at state colleges, which have increased nearly 60 percent in the past two decades. This new funding revenue hopefully gives us the chance to kind of be innovative, think outside the box, and consider different ways to better serve students. Stoltz says the cost of public college has risen faster here than in any other state, while the average student borrower in Massachusetts is burdened with nearly $32,000 in federal student loans. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. And some big changes are already underway for Medicare participation that started at the beginning of this month due to historic legislation. Our Daniel Smith has details from the Peach State. 
More than 1.8 million Georgians who are Medicare enrollees will see lower cost premiums and deductibles and can save money on some prescription drugs. Leah Purvis with AARP Public Policy Institute describes just a few of the changes. The first is that recommended vaccines will now be free for Medicare beneficiaries. The second is that insulin costs will now be limited to $35 per month for people who are in Medicare prescription drug plans. And the third is that drug companies are now going to be penalized for increasing their prices faster than the rate of inflation. She explains Medicare Part B premiums are deducted from people's monthly Social Security payments. Since this year's Social Security Cost of Living Adjustment, or COLA, increased benefits by 8.7 percent, she says people who are already enrolled in both programs will see more money in their pockets each month. Medicare will add more drugs every year. Folks could see as many as 60 prescription drugs with negotiated prices by the year 2030. The Biden administration now plans to send M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine, U.S. officials said Tuesday, and would be a major step in arming Kiev as it tries to seize back its territory from Russia. That from the New York Times. The Times reports the White House expected to announce the decision as early as Wednesday. One official said the number of Abrams tanks could be between 30 and 50. This is Public News Service. The state of Maryland ranks five in the nation on the new report on green building in the United States. The U.S. Green Building Council released its annual rankings of states who are green building leaders, and Maryland has moved up two spots over last year. The report is based on the number of LEED-certified projects underway in the state. 2022 saw 80 such building projects in Maryland, representing over 14 million square feet. LEED stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design, and Rhiannon Jacobson with the Green Building Council says LEED certification covers a number of elements. So when you think about a lead building, it is going to be covering everything from the air quality of the building itself, the amount of energy and water that it's using, to the amount of waste it's creating. She says lead certified buildings generally use 30% less energy than non-certified buildings. Brett Pivatoa reporting. The LEED system is the world's most commonly used green building certification program. And the North Carolina Institute of Medicine is making new recommendations to improve health care in the state. Our Mark Moran reports the focus is on expanding health care capacity, fostering healthy communities, and increasing local collaboration. A task force investigated the health care system's strengths and challenges and has developed a vision for the future of health care in the state. One challenge is that North Carolina's per capita funding for public health has decreased by 30% in the past decade. So Project Director Brianne Lida-McDonald says making the recommendations reality will come down to dollars and cents. We are actually fairly low in the per capita funding for uh, local public health when we look at the rest of the country. Right now we're at $76 per capita in North Carolina. She compares that to the national average of $116. The group also recommends finding ways to make funding sustainable and flexible depending on the needs of each community. Finally, Eric Tayanoff lets us know lawmakers in Olympia have introduced a host of measures to address one of the biggest issues facing Washingtonians, rising health care costs. A survey from November found more than four out of five people in the state worry about being able to afford health care in the future. Head of the Patient Coalition of Washington, Jim Freeberg, says increasing costs affect the health decisions people make. It's people that can't afford their medications, and so they skip doses or they delay care just because they're so scared about getting the bill. We just see instances like this all the time. Measures introduced this session would tackle costs on a number of fronts. They include bills that would combat the increasing number of health system mergers. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. We are member and listener supported. Here are some interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.
and no one is around to hear them make a sound. You listen to their call and the sparrows who spread their wings to fly, but come crashing from the sky. You keep them in your sight When I fall, when I fall I am heard, I am seen, I am known
2 Corinthians 5:17 Therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come so this verse says um, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come when we first start our walk with Jesus we're often sinning of something. We're going through something traumatic, something that we need to give over to God at that time. And it may take years for us to fully realize how much we need Jesus in our lives. There are those who know Jesus, but they don't have him in his their heart. There are ones who know Jesus and have him in his heart. And then there are the ones who know Jesus but we'll go back and forth. They know what they need to do to get into the kingdom of God, but they fight him at every cost. The devil comes in prowling like a lion to get us to go his way. And so that does not give us growth to become a new creation in Christ. And so when we fully give over our life to Jesus, we let go our old self and we look forward to the new self now it may take time for a new self to fully comprehend what all Jesus has to offer we will be associated with people who come into contact every day who know Jesus some who don't know and some who are lost away when something traumatic happens our first thought is to blame God we can be a Jesus follower and still blame God for stuff that's happening. And we don't think about it intentionally. So we start, we start to fall short of God's glory. So as you're looking forward to the new creation and a new you, you're still going to have struggles. You're still going to fall short of God's glory. That's what you're going to do. No one is perfect. We're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God at some point. It does make a difference if you are a 60-year Christian or if you are a 5-year Christian or if you are a 15-minute Christian. There are people who set the Lord into their lives at the last on their deathbed and they may be 70, 80 years old. In the last 15 minutes, they set Jesus into their life. He is waiting. He is waiting. He'll wait as long as he, he'll wait He'll wait until you're ready to fully go and to enter his paradise. That beautiful paradise in heaven. Or you're going to enter that fiery furnace. Which I hope no one... I would love to see everyone in into paradise. But there are some ones who will enter that fiery furnace. So it's up to you to decide. Are you going to wait for paradise the last minute? Or are you going to take... The first step today and let Jesus into your heart. No matter if you're a Christ follower or not, Jesus is still waiting for you. He will wait as long as it takes until you are ready. You could do good in the world, but does that qualify you to enter the kingdom of heaven? Some say yes, but we all know we must accept Jesus into our lives so he forgive our sins. We may fall short 30,000 times, 24-7, 365 days a year, and still be able to enter that paradise, kingdom of heaven. So as you go about your day, if you are a Christ follower, remember you are loved, and you can make a difference in the life of someone else. <clears throat> if you are someone that needs to accept Jesus into your heart, he is waiting for you. He is waiting for you. He'll wait long as it takes for you to fully let him in. 
This verse simply says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When you accept Jesus into your life, your heart, your old self vanishes in your new self. You get welcomed into the kingdom of God. We all have a choice to follow Jesus or not. That's clearly up to you. But I hope whoever is listening in that you know Jesus. But maybe you just need to take the first step of accepting him into your heart. First of all, we need to admit that we are a sinner. If you admit you're a sinner, that's the first step. Admit you're a sinner. And then it goes on from there. Behold, Jesus is waiting for everybody. He is waiting for us to get rid of our old self so he can begin a new you going forward. Once again, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Jesus is waiting for you. He is there more than anybody else. He's there through your struggles, through your trials, through your joyous occasions. He's just waiting for you. If you are somebody that needs to let Jesus in your life, I hope that you find the courage to reach out to somebody, reach out to the closest church, and be able to let them know that you are ready to accept Jesus into your life. Simply as, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I welcome you into my life. That's all you got to say. Take care and have a wonderful day. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and